Welcome, amazing people, to another episode of Behind the Human. I am your host, Mark Champagne, and it's my job to unpack the stories and mental fitness practices of people living at the top of their game, personally and professionally. Today, I'm chatting with Alejandra, who is a mom to four beautiful children and a multidisciplinary designer by trade with experience in fashion design, interior architecture, and product design. Since 2017, she has specialized in workspace design and is currently the director of design and innovation at Room. Her work focuses on the workplace because we spend about a third of our lives at work and it is a very important factor that weighs in on our overall happiness. Super excited to dive into that. She strongly believes that design has the power to impact our emotions and the perception of ourselves and the world around us. Her design for Room's phone booth has been awarded honorable mentions by Time Magazine as one of the best inventions of the year in 2018 and best product design at Fast Company. Her work has been published in different media channels like Design Melt, Inc., Forbes, Office Snapshot, among others. Alejandra and the team also just launched a limited edition phone booth in collaboration with Calm, aiming to make mindfulness at work possible. This all clearly super excites me, so I'm, I'm pumped to jump in. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Mark. Really excited to be here. So am I. I mean, I'm really, uh, I wish I was in a room booth right now. The, recording <laughs> podcasts, uh, you know, in my world at least, is always, to find a space is always a challenge. Uh, so, you know, I'm super passionate about the work that you guys are doing, but also just what stands behind Room and, and the company, which I, I love to get into. But before we do that, just in general on the design front, I'd love to know if, do you remember how you felt or the moment, one of the first moments where you realized the concept of design or that design was actually, you know, intentional in some capacity and it, when it entered your life? Well, I do remember when art and design entered my life and that is, it was a very, very young. Um, I used to play a lot with my grandmother and she, she's the biggest reason why I'm creative, I think, because I would spend hours at her house uh, crafting things from materials that we would find around her house. Uh, and that was my favorite activity in the world. So very, very young, I understood that I liked art and I liked design a lot and I liked creating things. And that became my passion when I was very, very young. So for me, it was always very clear that I was going to go into design when I grew older. That's cool. I really like that. And I mean, so that one part in the bio that I wanted to highlight and get your perception on, but you, you know, you, there's a section that says design has the power to impact our emotions and the perception of ourselves and the world around us. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Well, as humans, we're very influenced about our spatial environments. Our surroundings actually have the capacity to impact our sense of self and how we connect with others. Um, we absorb the qualities of the spaces that we inhabit. So when you come into a space, you actually uh, transfer all of the things that you experience with your senses, they transfer into your own experience. So that is why I think design actually has the capacity to in influence how we feel and what we think about ourselves as well. It's uh, it's something that that's been coming up more and more. Uh, I think a lot of a lot of us kind of go through life without thinking of of these details, right? But then when you really step back to think about it, really everything is designed, and there's a piece of creativity and really anything that we touch, see, smell, like it's all there, right? Mm -hmm. um, I'm curious because on my side, 
I've, I've also been quite uh, big into photography and I'll, I'll never forget it, but probably about 10 or 12 years ago when I first picked up a camera, it, it, it actually changed the way I've always seen the world. Yeah. Because um, I always see a photo now, right? Or a light and composition and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, How is, it must be somewhat similar to you when you walk into a space. Like yeah. what, when, when you come into a space, like what, what's running through your mind? Yes, for sure. I mean, I am a lot more in tune with it. So it is the first thing I notice, and I am always aware of it. I'm aware of everything when I come into different spaces, from the height of the ceiling, the color in the walls, the different textures used in the furniture, how the space makes me feel. I'm, uh, I'm very focused also on lighting, for example, because li- I think light is yeah. one of the biggest factors that actually has a lot of influence on how we feel. So I pay a lot of attention and lighting. When I come to a restaurant is, and it's too lit up, I just, I almost feel like I want to go tell the owner that they should just make it a little bit more cozy, you know, if, if they yeah. have that effect. So, yeah, I, I, design is something I live and breathe. And, yeah, I experience it all the time. I love it. Everywhere I go. Yeah. Is, does it, I mean, I'm curious, is there, there must be a bit of a balance of A, being, you know, seeing the space or the design of it and, you know, drawing inspiration and all of that versus kind of the other side of it of, of just actually being annoyed since you oh, know, sure. you know, so much about it, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. There's obviously, there's obviously a lot of cases where I'm super, super impressed and I'm paying attention to the little details that are maybe you would never notice, you know, like, for example, how, how do they match two floors together or things like that, right? Oh, um, cool. And yeah. I was, I'm always obviously getting inspired, but I also get annoyed most of the time, you know, like <laughs> I already want to fix it as soon as I'm in there. Yeah. 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 I love it. Yeah. So what, what, what brought you to room and maybe just for, for everyone listening, um, maybe give a, a quick description of what you guys are all about. Yeah. Okay. Um, at room, uh, we make phone booths. That was our first product. That's the first thing we actually, uh, that I actually designed at room, uh, room, room came, about because we wanted to solve one of the biggest issues uh, in offices today, which is noise. Yeah. You know, 70% of people complain to their bosses that they're, they're in a noisy or loud space. So we wanted to solve that first fundamental pro- uh, problem in a personal way. And the obvious solution for that was a phone booth. And that's how Room started. But Room is not just about phone booths or office furniture. We're here to make room for people in the workplace. So. Yeah. Of course, we are now developing new products, larger pods, more modular, flexible solutions and different different solutions that will make people's lives better at work. Yeah, I, I mean, so for before we hit record, I was just telling you, I was in um, in Brooklyn doing some some work with a team and t- it was taking many calls, actually. And they're, they're obviously a client of yours uh, as they have a, a couple of booths and um like I just wanted to strap that thing on, on my back and take it <laughs> home to Toronto with me and pop it right in our living room, which my wife probably wouldn't appreciate, but yeah. I would love as a podcast host. Um, so, I mean, I, I definitely definitely stand behind the, the product. It's, it's really, really well done. But I think what, you know, the reason I, I had reached out to you directly um, via Instagram at one point or email or one of, one of the two was, you know, when I started looking at Room and going kind of under the hood a little bit more, to your point, you mentioned, you know, it's not just a phone booth and there's, that's what I really love. Like there's a whole, you can feel it in, in the, in the company's blog, I think in particular, and just even yeah. having chats with you and some of the other team members, but there's a whole focus on just well-being as well. Uh, not to mention obviously the collaboration with Calm and, and bringing uh, a little bit more wellness in the workplace. So like where, where did that all come up and, and how does that run through your day-to-day working um, with the team? 
Well, from the very beginning, you know, we our goal was not just to be a phone booth company. We wanted to be much more than that. We actually, we are all people who have worked in different offices and we have had really bad experiences in the past. And we think that there is a lot of room for improvement. Uh, and that is why we, we all ventured into this uh, startup. I think both our founders at Room have very clear goals and they know exactly where they want to go. And that is why we don't stop at just making products. That is why we also have podcasts, uh, inviting always people, leader, thought leaders uh, that know about this and that know about work pay, workspaces and wellness. And we're always striving, you know, to to position room into that category where we're just we're trying to actually disrupt uh, the workplace of today and find better solutions for the future of work. Yeah, I love that. I mean, I just I actually just started tuning into the podcast. I think yeah. we'll we'll see when this when this publishes. It'll, we'll probably be about four or five episodes out. But I, I mean, I was on number two today, and um, it's really inspirational just to see uh, the different perspective from different thought leaders around the the workplace. Because and it's something I wanted to ask you about. It's it's clearly something that is evolving. Um, at a pretty rapid pace. I mean, I'm even thinking when I was like back in kind of my corporate world, it was more individual offices than some of the companies were, or some of the divisions were piloting the whole open space concept. Yeah. Um, and obviously you have all of the co-working spaces and, and whatnot that, that sprung up. But then I'm curious, like from your perspective, because I've heard you know, positives and negatives on, on both sides of those those spectrums with yeah. with open spaces, obviously it's being loud and, and whatnot, but then there's there's think solutions like room to help there. But where do you see where do you see the workplace evolving as we continue to go over the next it doesn't have to be, you know, ten years out, but even in the next couple of years? Yeah, of course. Well, first of all, uh, something very important to to, uh, to talk about is the open open plan office, right? Because it has been yeah. demonized lately because people, you know, are complaining about noise and they're complaining about the open spaces. And I think the problem for this is because it is not well implemented. And then people oh, okay. turn out regular offices into open plan offices without thinking of all the supporting environment that have to be there for an open plan office to work. Okay. So... An open plan office is not just about, you know, removing cubicles and just sitting everybody in an open space. You have to provide different environments that people will need throughout a day. And these environments are crucial for it to work. So you have to have uh, quiet spaces. You have to have phone booths, for example, shared quiet spaces, community areas where people can be loud, where people, people can talk and laugh. And then you have to have your uh, areas where people actually do some work. Mm-hmm. So. It is the combination of these environments that actually makes the open plan office successful. And I think that the biggest mistake is that people usually don't bring in those supporting environments. Yeah, you, you, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. You raise a really good point. It's, it's not about just stripping away yeah. <laughs> the office doors and, and walls. Um, so then I guess in your experience, you know, designing some of these, helping design workspaces as well, like what? What are, what are some some tips or some kind of some some things that you've seen that worked really well from an implementation standpoint? I mean, there's definitely you know splitting it up in different uh, workspaces, but I, I'd imagine there's the other element of like some of the quiet workspaces. Like if no one's going there, for example, then I've seen this happen before, where you yeah. know you have a a space that's just stunning and, and, and people want to use it, but there's almost like a bit of a psychology there that, oh, well, I'm not working if I'm sitting over there, things like that. Have you seen anything uh, like best practices in that space for anyone that may be listening that does want to adopt this this type of work? 
Well, I think you have to have the supporting environments, but I think one of the keys of the future of work as well is the ability to be flexible and to be able to change, right? Because yeah. we all have different needs. So you might assume that people will need to be in a focus room more, and then that room maybe is very large. And then once in use, you realize that very few people are using that room and you could use that space for something else. So it is very important for offices uh, that are trying to adapt to these new trends uh, to be able to be more flexible and more modular. So if that room today doesn't work as a focus room anymore, then maybe you can switch it around. Maybe you can put a focus room somewhere else and then that room, you use it for something else, which is exactly the case in our office. You know, we actually had a case like that where we had a really large shared quiet space. Um, and of course, the, the whole room had all of these elements which made it very uh, inviting and relaxing. It has a lot of plants, a lot of natural light, supernatural texture. So it was, it's, it's a perfect room for relaxation. And I thought, we thought in room that it would be used more than it was. So in the end, that room ended up being our sales um, department and we just moved everything in the room to another tinier room that is actually very used right now. So it is just a matter of like evolving with, with how, how the people start using the space and you always have to be flexible for this. Just on that topic, um, just given what you mentioned about just living in, in or working in a very mo like modular space and a lot of these things too, like you can move stuff around. Are you, is, is there anything to be said or are you seeing, you know, organizations actually completely change the layout of their offices, you know, maybe once a year or something to just bring a, a new, you know, life to, to the space? Well, I think it's starting uh, starting to happen more and more. And now we have also more data to support it. No, And now okay. we have also sensors that can be installed and you can actually figure out if the meeting rooms are being used or if you need more meeting rooms or less meeting rooms. Uh, I mean, there is now a lot more of supporting data. Uh, and I think uh, companies are starting to understand how important it is to be flexible. And, okay. and people's needs change as well. No, And it also depends what kind of work they're doing, what what kind of... Uh, activities they need to do in the space. Um, and it, it is constantly changing. And also the more people you bring into companies, the more their needs and the, the, the prefers will be, you know? Sure. The sure. more different. Yeah. Why don't we, why don't we talk a little bit about, um, wellness, mental health or mental fitness? I mean, there's, there's a lot of different ways to, to frame it up, but it's again, something that, uh, I, I love how you, personally stand behind this and I'm, yeah. I'm curious just to get your perception on on what's happening and and I like I can feel a shift in the workplace from you know and, and it's, it's happening in different rates with different companies but you know focusing on pure productivity versus yeah. you know ensuring people are actually happy happy uh, and healthy work. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Which seemed crazy, right? When yeah. you when you're when you're pulling up and you're like the 20,000 foot view that obviously right but but we're yeah. it, it's definitely still something that's shifting so yeah just why don't you share a little bit about your um, your perceptions around this 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 topic yeah for sure so mental health is a topic that's been very present in my life lately because i believe that mental health is just as important as physical health in recent years there has been more awareness and little by little we're lifting the stigma associated with it before it would be something that people would not talk about or they would not like to be you know cataloged like that. So it was a topic that was very stigmatized. Um, but mental disorders affect nearly 20% of adults in America. And they can actually have, affect our physical health as well. Uh, yeah. I mean, factors like stress, anxiety, depression, they're just so common. And I mean, 
it, it is um, stress alone costs American businesses about 190 billion dollars annually in healthcare yeah. costs. So I think it is extremely important to take this factor into consideration and to create spaces that are, you know, supporting of these uh, of these kind of mental illnesses and spaces where people can feel safe to speak about it, where they can also feel accepted. Uh, and I like to think of the workplace as a place that is welcoming, that um, can offer refuge in case they need it. Okay. And, and, as co- and for companies and employees also to take to be able to have open policy to, in the in, in the sense that if they need time, to you know maybe not go to the office for a little bit and work remote, that should also be supported. Gotcha. Yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, that's part of the reason why this this podcast exists, and and the why and why I talk a lot about just mental fitness because people can resonate with that in relation mm-hmm. to physical fitness. Um, and it's it, it's been really exciting to see it evolve. There's a lot more work that that needs to be done, but I really do think that over the next you know five to ten years. Um, it, it'll be just as normal to say, "Hey, I'll, I'll meet you after I go for a run, or I'll meet you after I, you know, do my meditation or journaling yeah. or take some time for, for, for my mind." Which, which is, I think, really exciting and, and hopeful, um, and it benefits all of us because yeah. you're right. Like, I mean, I'd almost argue that individually, a hundred percent of us are affected in some way. Um, with mental health. I mean, A, as yeah. a human, we're all going through these different emotions. Um, but in terms of like diagnosed um, different ailments and illnesses, I mean, I, probably everyone listening could identify someone close to them that they know, a friend or a family member or them themselves, right, that are, mm-hmm. are going through something. So it's, it's just so important. And I'm curious, you know, for, for you guys and, and you in particular, like when, let's say you have a new client coming on board or you're, you're designing product and, and, and spaces, things like that, like how, like practically speaking, how do you step back and try to bring in these elements? Is there a process of some sort that you go through to make sure you're encompassing or, or trying to hit on some of these, these topics? Well, from my perspective through design, what I can do is to provide these safe spaces, right? Um, some yeah. people call them wellness rooms. You can also have a meditation booth like the one we did at, uh, for Calm, which is a very confined, small space, but it's really, really nice to have because it's a place where you can actually close the door and be with yourself and meditate. So yeah. I think from my from my line of work, the, the thing that I can do best is just to provide these environments uh, and to make them very welcoming to make them spaces where people can actually truly relax as soon as they step in um, and yeah. suggest these kind of spaces also to whenever I get hired for a design of a workspace, I would always suggest these spaces to be in a, in a layout because they're very, very important. Yeah. And, and I think another way to do this that we do in room, for example, at all, at all, um, at a lot, <laughs> <laughs> it's um, the culture. The culture in our office, for example, it, it's very it's a very powerful tool that we have. Right. So you can encourage people to be healthier, to have healthy habits, to become more active, to eat better. I mean, there's many ways. Sure, sure. Well, and just one thing just on the on the calm collaboration is that we're, yeah. we're obviously big fans of, of them. And I've had some some nice chats with the founders over there as well. And um, what I love that that you guys did together is because, I mean, you can meditate obviously in any of your your booths but i think it goes back to the the point that 
I was making in terms of the accept acceptability, it's, you know, that booth is branded for a certain, a certain thing. Right. And it, yeah. it, it almost just by doing that almost makes it, um, okay to go in there and do the meditation, even though obviously you can use it for, for many other purposes, but just like yeah. that small element, I feel like unlocks a whole other world of, 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 of accepting. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's, it's, it's also part of the culture, right? It's like saying, yeah. okay, we accept this and we support it. So by having one yeah. meditation booth in your office, you're actually supporting uh, mental health. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So sticking, I'd love to chat a little bit more personally to you um, when it comes to mental fitness. You're, I mean, you have uh, what seems like a, an incredible job and you're doing some awesome work, but you also, I imagine, have a quite a busy household with four children. So I'm sure it's yeah. not like you have an abundance of free time. I mean, I have one and I, uh, you know, I feel tapped yeah. out in terms yeah, yeah. of time. So I'm curious for you specifically, like what are some of the practices or the things that you turn to, to, to really try to still your mind? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I do live a very busy life, of course. Uh, I'm always running, you know, between work and kids and, I live a very full and very complete life and I'm very happy with it. I'm very grateful. But of course, sometimes it feels like it's a lot. Sure. So I... You're, hum you're human. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So when I really need it, the thing I do is I take a break. And by break, I mean a vacation. I mean leaving and just being with myself, with a book where I don't get disturbed, where I can be myself and I can literally pamper myself. Okay. So, but that is obviously not always possible. You know, that, that always... Sure. That is always harder to achieve. So I do try to get myself little breaks through, throughout the week, for example. Many times I squeeze in a lunch with a friend, which is okay. always so therapeutic and good, you know, to meet with a friend and be able to talk about your life. And Or uh, I squeeze in a few runs here and there, okay. and I love running. I actually live in Brooklyn, and I run by the water, and it's so, so um, recharging yeah. and energizing, and I love it. And I'm actually usually listening to podcasts. Yeah. Um, same. Yeah. Um, I mean, I try to squeeze in here and there, but in my everyday life, I don't get a lot of chances to really relax. Um, that's it, actually. But, you, but it seems like you've, so it seems like you're self aware, though, of when yeah. you do need that bigger break. And I think, again, and the reason I ask this and, and the reason I feel so grateful that you've shared this is that this is real. I mean, even myself, that that's really kind of, you know, in this space, it's not like, you know, I'm on the top of a mountain in a, in a robe meditating every day and all this no. stuff, right? Like I have a yeah. real life uh, as well. So the goal is really how can we, you know, maybe for someone listening, it is those little micro moments yeah. of, of recharge, which is, okay, you know what, this week I should book a, a lunch with a friend. So like, yeah. I really appreciate the, uh, the, transparency and, and I guess the the honesty in, in a response like that yeah I should ask this first but I, I I'm curious like when, when I say the word mental fitness what what does that mean to you well it's to stay sane okay <laughs> I, think, I think that's what it means at least in my world you know like when I feel like it's it's too much I just don't feel like I'm healthy mentally when I'm too stressed or too anxious or I can't sleep for example you know then I know that something is not okay you know, it's too much. Yeah. I'm letting the workload be too much or I am focusing a lot on, you know, trying to solve everybody's problems because, of course, being a mother of four, you know, I, I've, I'm always requested. 
Yeah, and, I'd imagine. Yeah. <laughs> so that, of course, it's a lot, you know, and, and sometimes I think the, the biggest challenge is to, to remember that you're also a person. And yeah. you also need to take care of yourself because if you're not okay, then nobody around you is okay. And when I am not okay, you know, like I can see how I'm also affecting my people, the people I love the most in the world, because I am, you know, I jump at anything or I'm just angrier or with less patience. So okay. that's when I understand that I need to take a break and I'm really good at taking breaks. I'm really good at like, okay, now this is it. I can't do anymore. I need this, you know, and on a weekend, um, Sometimes I just take a few hours for myself to walk on a park. Love, love it. You know, yeah. just walk. Yeah. And I try to, you know, stay away from uh, devices, which is also yeah. so, yeah. And just bring a book. I love reading too. So whenever I can, I just read. And just diving into like a book, it's also very relaxing for me. Yeah, I'm aware. You know, I try to be aware. Well, that's 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 the key. Because I, I feel, and, and this, is what, this is what excites me the most about just the fact that we're, you know, we're even having conversations like this and there's all these different practices and tools available for people now is that it, it really does, you know, primarily increase the self-awareness. Um, Cause if you don't know, then, you know, we, it's so easy and we're so surrounded by kind of the autopilot um, scenario, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you, you just fall into that and, and the whole week blows by or into the weekend, like rinse and repeat Monday comes around. So, I mean, if you, if you're not consciously stopping and, and and seeing the signs and seeing the triggers, which it sounds like you you're well aware of yours, mm-hmm. um, you know it, it it there's almost no surprise that we have a bit of a mental health crisis right now. Yeah. I mean, right? So yeah, it's 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 so important. Um, I'm curious. Is there anything that you you know that you're not doing right now on the mental fitness side that's like you really want to try or something that's been really intriguing? Um, for whatever reasons? Well, I love yoga, for example. And okay. to me, yoga yoga is actually super therapeutic. You know, when I'm in yoga, yeah. I'm not thinking about anything. I, it's such a beautiful feeling, and I don't do it enough. Sure. Because I'm always running, because it's always going to a place, and I have to go change, and, you know, like, I'm not yeah. making enough effort to do that. So that is one thing that I should definitely improve. Because... Uh, that is the thing that for me it's very it's it's mind is it really cleans my mind yeah and i don't think i do it enough so that's one thing that i would like to do more that's something i'd like to do too to to, to yeah. be honest i feel like i've i mean i've done a few classes but i feel like i'm so surface level on yoga that purely just the poses yeah yeah versus actually like that's probably 10 percent of the whole practice there's yeah. so much more behind it um so it's a for good sure. uh, it's a good reminder for me to book something soon so it's, thank it's you for that it's a beautiful way of using your body and, clean, and clearing your mind totally. i used to do that every single day i was living in san francisco and i used to do that every day for two years in a row and okay. then when i moved to new york i haven't really found my perfect yoga spot yet i've tried a few gotcha. in the city I've tried a few in brooklyn but i haven't found the same you know vibe and teachers and that i had yeah. in san francisco so that's also what the challenge why I'm not doing it as much because it's not as inspiring, but I really hope I will find it. If you hear of a good yoga place, please recommend it. <laughs> Absolutely. Send us a message. Yeah. I'll make sure it gets to you. Yeah. I mean, just on that note about just moving um, to the other side of the, of the country, you know, besides the yoga, are you, cause New York is, is there, there's a lot going on. Uh, there's obviously yeah. a different vibe, um, but there's also, you know, different, 
there, there is a focus on on health, but I imagine you shifting from from the west to the east, there must be a noticeable difference. Like, what are you seeing and um, transpiring that? It is completely different. I mean, he, in San Francisco, people are in the West Coast, people are focused on health completely. It's yeah. it's something that people talk about. It's something that is instilled in everyday life. People are wearing gym clothes almost from when they wake up to when they go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> and that is normal and it's okay because you squeeze in a yoga class here and there and everybody knows and everybody does the same. Um, there's a million restaurants that are all super healthy uh, either vegan or vegetarian or farm to table and the quality of the vegetables is amazing okay. um, it's also the the fact that you're like in between the mountains and you can just go and in 15 minutes you can be in the most beautiful hike yeah. in the world overlooking mountains and the golden gates and and the weather is beautiful and the sun shines and it's i mean it's incredible i love that part of san francisco yeah. but the, the issue for me in san francisco was that it wasn't creative enough and I was constantly missing the challenge and the inspiration. As okay. a designer, I love New York, you know, because New York has new concepts popping up here and there. People are interesting. People have amazing conversations. Everybody's different. It's super inclusive. There is all the stories in the world you can never imagine. Um, and I love New York. For me, it's like super um, inspirational and it's uh, invigorating. Invigorizing? In invigorating, yeah. yeah. Invigorating, yeah. So... I was missing that, you know, and yes, I do miss the nature and I yeah. do miss the health and the wellness part a lot, but I, I just like the creative part more. Sure. So for me, it was a good change. I really like New York City. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. It, and it also like, I get the sense from you that you're, you're, you're obviously still on that path of finding, you know, whether it's yoga or something else, but you're finding those pockets of, of nature and those like, you know, the walks, the long walks through the park and, uh, running by the water and all these different things, right? To like bring those yeah. different elements uh, back into your day. So, yeah, but... you know, yeah, good. I mean, good for you for, uh, again, having that awareness. Um, I'll start just to, to be conscious of your time. One, one of the questions I, I ask all guests on the show is really related around questions. And it's just to pull, whether you journal or not, I'm sure there are questions that float around in your mind, um, either during, you know, big life-changing events, uh, which could have been, you know, something that you just described about moving to New York for uh, more inspiration, um, to just everyday type prompts that might be circulating. And these are just to provide the audience with a few journaling prompts that they can just slow down and reflect on um, based on where they may be in their life. So do you have a, do you have a few questions that? Yeah, well, I have one that I have actually learned to listen to more. Okay. Um, and I think that's because also I'm, you know, growing older and more wise as well. And sure. I feel like we, with age, we learn a lot. So one of the things I do question myself a lot is, am I being honest with myself? Oh, I love that. Yeah. And, and by that, I mean, like, am, am I doing something I love, for example, or am I going with what I, what is expected of me? Right. Or, yeah. so I think that one is very important. And I think that is the answer to happiness as well. As long as you follow your heart, as long as you're honest with yourself and not try to lie to yourself, because even if you try to lie to yourself, it will come out at some point and it will bite you. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you, yeah, that's such a powerful question. It, it reminds me someone else had left something uh, similar at one point that is exactly in the same vein, but it's just, you know, like, what am I pretending not to know? Because we yeah. know it's there, right? But it's, yeah. it's like, it's that thing you push yeah. to the corner. 
That's exactly. a great question. Yeah. Uh, another one that I also question a lot is, am I letting matters that are out of my control stress me out? Yeah. You know, I'm a little bit of a control freak and I kind of have to be, you know, being a mother and being a director of design of a big startup company. Yeah. I, I have to be in control and that sometimes drives me nuts. And and I also have the illusion that I can control a lot more than I can actually control. Sure. So, yeah. So sometimes I'm like, okay, if I can't control it, then why do I let me let this thing stress me out? Right. Yeah. So that is a question that I also question often. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Do you have a third? Mm, actually, no, but I can, okay. I, mean, I can think about it. Yeah. Maybe an, a third one could be um, when things don't go my way, which they often don't. Sure. <laughs> and pause and say, okay, maybe there's a lesson le to be learned, you know? Yeah, I like what that. What is the lesson? Yeah. What is the lesson? What's the lesson? Yeah. What is the growth? What is the thing that I can learn from this? Love it. Yeah. Last last question for you. And and again, thank you so much for, for your time. But I mean, if, you know, all said and done, put everything aside like what's truly what truly makes you makes you smile right now my family the best thing in the world is my kids and my husband but my family makes me so incredibly happy they give me all the reasons i need to move forward you know beautiful i love yeah. that it's um I just want to acknowledge you. I mean, you're, you've, we've only chatted a couple times, but I, I mean, I can just feel your passion in, in this work and it's, and just life in general. And it's, it's, it's been a beautiful chat and, you know, I want to thank you on behalf of everyone listening and everyone out there that is affected by your mindset and your mentality to really bring the, a, a new approach, I think, or a new look, outlook on, what can be done in the workplace and, and, you know, going full circle back to the, your intro. I mean, we spend a, a, a lot of our time, the majority of our time Heard of our lives. Yeah, yeah, at, at work. So, you know, I'm, I'm just, yeah. I feel for me personally, I feel really hopeful and super motivated that there are individuals like yourself and the team at room and others that are devoting their time and effort to making those spaces um, as as supportive to our happiness as possible. So thank you. I uh, thank you. Thank you, Mark. Yeah. Well, I hope that what we do actually influences people's lives in, in a very positive way. They absolutely are. Mm -hmm.